0: Hello, my name is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Redefined Church podcast. I'm so glad that you're taking part of your day to join us. My prayer for you is that this message would be meaningful to you, that it would challenge you, and that it would help you move forward in your faith. To be a part of all that we get to do here at Redefined Church, visit us online at churchredefined.com forward slash give. I hope you enjoy today's message. Stepping into a new season of Reset. Reset, the goal of Reset is to put God back in His original place, put God back where he belongs in our lives. And so when you think about September schools coming to, uh, start across our country in several areas, it's already started, but schools back in session, our summer vacations have came to a close. We have new sports seasons. Summer is over. And so we are, uh, getting a chance to restart many of us for the first time in 18 to 20 months, depending on where you've been. And so to reset means to set adjust or to fix, again. And so we reset in life our priorities. We reset our finances. We reset our alarm clocks. Heather loves it when I reset my alarm clock because it always wakes her up before it wakes me up. And so she loves that. Anyway, so as we step into September and summer comes to a close, it's time for each of us to get to or be set again. And the reset we're discussing isn't about school starting or fall being right around the corner or or sports or anything like that it's finding healthy habits a reset means finding healthy habits in your routine that bring you life that bring you life especially in your spiritual life and so because just as a new season brings a reset the same is true with every day of our life right we're going to talk two pretty basic scriptures that everybody has memorized i'm going to challenge you to pretend like you've never heard them before cuz we're going to we're going to talk uh talk about them in depth but also from a different angle and so the issue that we get caught up in is we love uh, either yesterday or tomorrow more than we love today and we really just struggle to notice today to be present today in Lamentations 3:22 and 23 says the faithful, consistent steadfast love of the Lord never ends His mercies never cease they are new every morning. And his faithfulness is great and without measure. Every day should be a reset. It's not about a season or a school year. It's not about a job change. It's not about a pay raise. Every day is a chance to start again because God's mercies are new every morning. Now, what ruins us from being able to celebrate or reset in that new morning is the fact that we love a chase. We just can't help ourselves. We love focusing on what we don't have or what we need or what we want or or where we need to be, right? Right? And what kills right now is always what's next. Our second born, his name is Kaz, man. He just struggles to be here. Like as soon as he has this, it's, Hey, can we, are we, will we, what about desserts where we're going locations? It's all about, he just, he just, we're constantly telling, Hey, ease up, slow down, slow down. Enjoy what you have right now. Yeah. Okay. This is all. What about two can have two, right? And so then it's the same for us. What kills right now is always what's next. If you have any leadership capacity whatsoever, you've heard that before. And so what ruins today then is tomorrow. And many of us are realizing right now in 2021, September 2021, the year is three quarter of the way over. Where did the year go? Where did the year go? In ministry, this is really tough because you can get caught up running from Sunday to Sunday. And before you know it, you look and it's Christmas and you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet, and your year seems like it's been 52 days long because you've only measured Sunday to Sunday. I've been caught up in that before. Matter of fact, it's what brought upon my first reset uh, period. And so it's part of why we're talking about this this month. And so what I hope for you to see is that God's hope for you in each new day is for you to be present in the moment of today today. Instead of constantly working to tackle what's next, God would love for you to be present in the moment of today. So Matthew six thirty four speaks to that, it says, "Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own." We've all heard this so many times, and and these two scriptures, both in Lamentation and in Matthew, are used frequently to bring us peace in our rush. Yet. They are two of the most overlooked and assumed scriptures when it comes to our faith. And so my question that I want to answer this morning is, what do these two scriptures have to do with a reset? And when you, when you jump into week one of a series, it's kind of tough because you're trying to lay the groundwork or the foundation for where we're going. And so just bear with me. Lamentations 3.23 reminds us this. These two scriptures remind us of these two things, right? Lamentations says God's love, His care, His compassion will never fail. It says we get to witness it every morning. Every morning that our lungs fill with air, we get to witness it. It is new every day. Now, if you look outside, of let's back up a little bit, and let's get a 30,000 foot perspective, things all over the earth are dying at a rapid rate every day. And what Lamentations 3.23 says is, all that doesn't compare to what God has for you today that God is enough for you today. He's enough for you every day. He's enough for forever. So then it's our responsibility. It's also our comfort. It's our satisfaction to hope and trust in the salvation of the Lord, the salvation of Jesus, what he brings, that restoration to the father, right? The second one, Matthew 6, 34, in the conclusion of Matthew chapter six, what we see is the will and command of Jesus, that through our daily devotion our daily reset we gain the strength to handle the demands of our daily life the daily ups ebbs and flows the daily grind if you will and to not let any of them move them past move us past the moment of today what you see is we gain strength Matthew 6:34 we gain the strength to handle the demands of our daily lives and to not let any of them move us past the moment of today Every day is brand new. Every day is an opportunity. We witness God's love for us individually, personally, every morning as our lungs fill with air and we hit that reset button. Now, depending on how we went to bed the night before, it depends on how we wake up. If we went to bed with a negative thought, negative mindset, saying, I man, tomorrow's gonna be rough. You're gonna wake up, and the first thing you're gonna think is, today's gonna be rough. And God didn't make you, so your today would be rough. Okay? And so when your lungs fill with air that next morning and your feet hit the ground, you say, man, thank God that I'm alive, that I have another opportunity today. It's a great opportunity, especially in your devotion, in your relationship with God to say, thank you. New day. It's a new day. And so the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 13, then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Daily devotion takes heart. It takes time. It takes great intention. I love what Jeremiah twenty thirteen says. It says, you will, re- you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. When you're devoted, this is necessary. I need to have this. I have to have this time with God. And you will find me when you search me with all of your heart, your whole heart. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and keep asking. It will be given to you. Seek and keep seeking, and you will find, knock, and keep knocking, and the door will be open to you. Understand that it says seek and keep seeking. Consistency. Seek. That's a new day. Seek. New day. Seek. New day. Seek. New day. Seek and keep seeking. To keep seeking means you're consistent in your investment, in your time with God. We're going to talk more about your investment next week as it pertains to your time. And so the way to a real reset mentally, emotionally, and spiritually happens by investing your time in your relationship with God. And so then what God does, this is miraculous. What God does with what you give him is miraculous. And we're talking about your time, your investment in your relationship. What God does with what you give him in your time is miraculous. It's your your time, it's your efforts, it's your energy, it's that time you set focused, intentional. And those that time and those efforts and that energy is all multiplied through your devotion as a follower, which we call disciple of Jesus. That's who we are, which means it's more than waking up and believing. I don't, each new day doesn't just bring me the thought, well, here I am. I believe in God again. It's not a decision that you make. You're already there. And so then being devoted, being um, intentional with your time, resetting is more than saying, and waking up and saying, I believe. And so believing can make you a wonderful convert going from non-believer to believer. But converts and disciples are two very different people. Being a convert is based on your belief. Being a disciple is based on the way that you live. It happens in your feet. Many people don't even have the belief in their heart, they have it in their head because it's a head knowledge, right? A belief in your heart is amazing but we must get it to your feet, being a disciple is based on the way that you live. Now, let's go back to that miracle, the miracle that God works. This is probably the biggest point of the day. What happens in your devotion, your investment in your relationship with God is he takes the time and the energy and the effort that you invest, and he invests it in others through you. This is multiplication. It's also called discipleship. And so then, the point is this, you invest time in your relationship so that it can be invested in others through you. You invest time in your relationship, this is that spiritual reset, so that it can be invested in others through you. God brings back to you remembrance those things that you discussed that morning with him, that you prayed about, that you were prodded with, that you sat and listened for, that you worshiped to. He brings those things back. And what God does with what you give is multiplied when you live as a disciple, not a convert, it's the most significant thing that you can ever, ever do is to take time with God. The most significant thing you'll ever be is a disciple because to make disciples, you must first be a disciple. We know this. And when you're a disciple, people see and experience Jesus through you because of your consistent devotion to him. A real restart a real reset starts with Jesus. Remember when we read in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, those who diligently seek him will find him. He'll be a necessity. You remember that part? If you're a diligent person, you understand that being diligent takes time. I can't do anything with diligence fast. Okay. If you're diligent, you're likely to understand, or you're likely to be careful, meticulous, detailed, persistent, dedicated, committed, driven, thorough, and disciplined, to name a few. Remember the root word of disciplined is disciple. Now, when you hear those words, you're thinking, goodness, right? I don't know many people like this anymore. I don't know many people that are careful, meticulous, detailed, persistent, dedicated, committed, driven, thorough, and disciplined. And I think that it's mainly because most of us don't want to slow down long enough to be any of those things. We want the title. We want to be known as that, but we want it without the work, without the time that it takes to invest in. it. It's why our spiritual reset that we, that we think is a spiritual reset on the way to work or, um, you know, in the lobby or in between classes or waiting in the drive through or waiting to get our table at the restaurant, it's why that reset never takes. It never takes because you were never still. If you're with us over summer, you know, Psalms 46:10 is everything. Be still and know that I am God. It takes an intentional time to connect and stay connected to the source, your father. And so we see in Psalms 34:10, then to button up what we read in Jeremiah 29:13: the young lion lacks food. And grow hungry. The young lions lack food and grow hungry. But they who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Those who diligently seek will not lack any good thing. Those who seek, those who invest in their relationship with God, lack nothing. And so, how do you invest in that relationship with God? How do we actually do that? We spent all summer talking about being it. Now, how do we do it? Efforts, right? Here's the response we get. Well, I'm just gonna do that. I gotta do some hours. Right? I got some hours I gotta do. I gotta work for it. I, I give some money to it, right? I just, I just strive. Maybe if I solve tomorrow's problems for God, maybe He'll, you know, because I love telling Him, hey, I did that, you know. So you don't have to. I got it taken care of. And we love holding the steering wheel. And those are excuses that we use every single day, right? And what I want you to know is, God is only after your heart. He's only ever been after your heart. It's what Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven thirty nine says, it's a scripture of the movement of Jesus, of being a disciple. This is the foundational scripture. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. All. Now, if your answer to how do you invest your relationship with God is your work. If you stop and look around, you can see lots of people work. Lots of people work. And they filter it and file it however they want to, wherever they want to, to justify whatever it is that they're after. And so it's not work. And if you would say, well, it's money, it's, it's my money. I would just push you and say, look around. Lots of people give lots of people have charitable organizations. They give to lots of people are generous. Lots of people take care of everybody else. That's amazing. That's amazing to be that. And if you're known as that amazing, that's amazing. However, that's not the way either. It's good. Man, it looks and it looks good on a resume and a flowchart chart and, and structure, and do you know who that is? They did, they're the, and it's good, to, that's great if that's what you're after, but that doesn't get you into heaven. What about your routine? It's my routine. My routine is how I invest in my relationship with God. Wait, stop, look around everybody has a routine. Everybody has a routine. Everybody has a routine. What makes yours better? And whether your work, your money, your routine, none of those things get you into heaven. These are all products of transactional faith. It's a transaction. I work, I get. I give, I get. Okay? I do, I get. And God says, Without your heart, it's nothing. Giving your heart to Jesus, establishing a relationship with Jesus, accepting what Jesus did for you, receiving Jesus, having a relationship with Jesus gets you into heaven. That's it. The only way to the Father is through the Son. It's not a transaction. It's acceptance. It's not something you earn. It's what you receive. And the reality is, is many of us are not willing to receive. You took this and it takes in a practical approach. I go out to lunch with Wyatt and Wyatt buys my lunch. What do I say? well, Hey man, I got the next one. I got the next one. You just have to be willing to receive. Ask yourself today on a side note. What are you willing to receive? If somebody came up to you and gave you X, would you be willing to receive it? What's the line? What line? And I just want to tell you that that's as much as God's ever going to be able to bless you because that's all you're willing to receive. What are you willing to receive today? without pride, without strings, knowing that if God wanted to bless you and bring X into your life, you would have it if you were willing to receive it from a stranger. Not a keeping tabs on, well, I got to pay you back because you you bought for me now two times and I got to, you know, no. Receive. Each day is brand new and it brings new blessings. It brings new opportunity. It brings new hope. It's not, oh, I got to care. Oh, that, that dude bought me lunch yesterday and, and he did this. and I got to pay all these people back. Receive. Whatever happens, just open-handed receiving. Because you believe in the goodness of God coming through other people. Come on, somebody. Now, when you give your heart to Jesus, you establish a relationship with Jesus. That's how you get to heaven. For God to fully have your heart, you must invest it. You must invest your heart, not your time, your work, your money. You have to invest your heart. It takes time and it takes trust. Not many want to wholeheartedly invest their heart, because why? Fear of being hurt, lack of knowing. Uh, You're afraid, or because you don't know what's on the other side of it, or better yet, don't have time. I can't, I can't go jump all in on this. Do you know how much other stuff I have to do? And so then we fail to invest our whole heart because we're unsure. We're fearful. We don't know. And for many of us, this is our decision today, right? You have to ask yourself a couple questions. One, do I have the time? Okay. If you can get over that hurdle, great things are going to happen for you. I sit in that box, don't have time. Don't have time. You know how much stuff I have to get done today? Don't have time. If you don't have time as your excuse to not invest in your relationship with God, you're a long way from home right now. I don't care how comfortable you are. You're a long way off. The second one, yeah, I have time. If I don't have time, I can make time. The second one, do I trust, do I trust God? Trust me. I mean, I guess when the bullets are flying and it's getting out of hand, I should probably call on God for help. God's sending help all the time, every day. Are you willing to receive it? Are you willing to receive it? If it doesn't look like the way you think it's supposed to look, are you going to receive it? Receive it. Do you trust? You have to answer those two questions today. And really, these two questions are the difference between being a convert with a belief and a disciple with a walk. You're a convert with a belief, and you go to church the same time everybody else does, Easter and Christmas, or you're a disciple with a walk, and you believe the church is something that happens seven days a week, and it happens through you. Who are you going to be? People see and experience Jesus through you because of your faithful devotion to him. This is the season for you to reset. Get God in the place where he belongs in your life. First, priority. Show him. Show him with your actions. Leadership 101. Leadership 101. Show me, don't tell me. Show God that he matters. Put him on your calendar. Make it a priority. Now, people see and experience Jesus through you because of your faithful devotion to him, not because of how you work or what you know or how much you give. Those are all great things and you can be known for all that. That's fine. But being known for that on earth doesn't do anything for you in heaven. God wants your devotion. He wants your trust and he wants your love. Summed up. What is that? He wants your whole heart. And he wants your whole heart before you get distracted with your today. Because today is full of it. And tomorrow has more than you can handle. He wants your whole heart and he wants it before you get distracted with today. We open with Matthew 6.34. We're wrapping up. Don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. If you're going to truly hit the reset button and tackle each day, one day at a time, it's going to take your whole heart it's going to take discipline and it's going to take focus. We call this devotion. It's what we do as disciples. And you see devotion in the prior verse to Matthew 6:34, Matthew 6:33. And in this verse, if you were to wake up and approach each day with this mentality, the, mat- the mentality of Matthew 6:33, your perspective would change. Here's what it says, but first, and most importantly, first and most importantly, seek the kingdom God and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God. Seek the character of God first, and all these things will be added to you, be given to you also, is what the scripture says. Here's what it doesn't say. It doesn't say, hey, seek yourself and all the things you need, and God will be, and God will, and God and the kingdom will come. says, so seek the kingdom. It says you and God together. You guys do this together. First and most importantly, you and God get together. First and most importantly, you and God get together. Set your mind on things above, not below. Things that are pure, lovely, right, noble, all those things. Set your mind, set your eyes, set your hope, set your heart on that together with God. And if you'll do that, all of these things will be added to you with an open heart, willing to receive a blessing from anybody who wants to come and bless you, right? In that you see it takes your whole heart. But to seek the kingdom first is to not seek yourself first. And so it's hard to seek the kingdom first without your whole heart because there's a little bitty part of it that says, what about me? And you have to trust God enough to know that he's taking care of you. He's got it. He's got it. It takes your whole heart to seek the kingdom above yourself, your whole heart. Matthew six ten tells us, this is Jesus teaching us how to pray. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, your kingdom your will, whole heart. It takes somebody, it takes your whole heart to pray that prayer and mean it, to see God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth as is in heaven. Here's the promise that we have. It's the final point. God's promise, if we take the approach of Matthew 6, 33, is everything that we're striving after, working for, giving toward, will be given to us. Everything that we're striving after, working for, or giving toward, will be given to us when we approach our day with a Matthew 6, mindset. And here's the truth. The truth is, if we would be kingdom-minded first, a lot of our desires would change. A lot of our desires would change. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope that God gave you revelation, that you were enlightened, and that you can see more of what God has for you. Make sure you take this message one step further by following through with our action steps so you can grow deeper in your relationship with God. If you want to know more about who we are or what's happening here at Redefined Church, you can visit us online at churchredefined.com. You can follow us on social media at Redefined Church, or you can subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Vimeo, or Apple. Thanks for allowing me to be part of your life. I'll talk to you soon.